I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Hello and welcome to the Alenios Podcast. I am Senior Executive Host, Seth. I am Regular Co-Host, Smith. And I am Junior Executive Co-Host, Marcus. <laughs> Wait, Marcus, there's another thing that you are. Um, black? Well, <laughs> well, yes, but there's also a certain, a certain thing that your voice does. Um, it makes people moist. There we there go. There we go. Okay, <laughs> that really tortured that one out of you. Yeah, it's been um, a real dry spell for me. Yeah. Sorry, boys. There's two things, there's two things in this podcast. If, if we don't do them, we, we lose our entire <laughs> listener base. <laughs> One is the voice makes you moist, and the second one will not nope. be named right now. Fuck. <laughs> but we all know what it is. <laughs> the bit that will not be named. Oh, yeah. God. The bit that I'm sure won't happen anytime during the, this episode. Yeah. Bit not appearing in this episode. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so you know, actually, real quick, to do a, a mm-hmm. little recap of last week, I just want to know as, a, as the editor of our podcast, how did you feel about the Seth and Marcus only <laughs> section? It was great, and I really want to give you two a solo podcast together, or a duo podcast. Hell it's just yeah. the two of you. We fucking made it, man. Oh, better yet, better yet. We both do a solo podcast, by, uh, entirely by our, each one of ourselves, and then you just mm-hmm. layer the audio on top of each other and yeah, see what yeah. happens. It that might sound like a conversation. You never know. Then, uh, underneath that, I'll put Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. It's crazy. People will watch Wizard of Oz at the same time. It'll all make sense. And that's unlocks the fucking the seal between between here and the next world, Hell and finally Yog Sothoth is unleashed. Praise the new flesh. Um, mm. So, boys, we have we gotta start off with uh, a mourning. We have to mourn for our comrades in arms uh, overseas in the UK because their country has decided to fuck itself. Mm. Yeah, I heard that uh, Labour lost in a, a pretty embarrassing election, right? It it was an absolute rout. Um, Labour got more votes than it ever has before and got less seats than it has since 1931. Wow. Jeez. Sounds like they have some of the same problems we have. Yeah, they're, they have a system called First Past the Post, which is, there's like a, we have it too, essentially, but it's like the, the guy who, pers- it's not like... Essentially, they have more than two parties, right? So it's not a simple measure of, like, who has the most votes. It's, like, who has who gets past a certain amount, right? Yeah. And so, over there, they have a lot of... They have this, basically, in this election, they had the Brexit Party and the Liberal Democrats. And the Greens, I guess, are there. They exist. They've always been around. But these two parties really siphoning off votes from basically mostly labor, but some conservative uh, or Tory votes went to these guys. 
And the real problem, as far as I can tell, is that because Labour tried to to stay neutral on the issue of Brexit, they lost. Yeah, and you you, could, you can't be neutral on it. Yeah. So There's, go ahead. No, I was, I was there's no appetite for a second referendum. So yeah. It wasn't so I heard that was one of the issues was um, the being neutral on Brexit, and then I also heard that apparently the anti-Semitist smear campaign kind of worked. Is that what you've heard? Yeah, it. Uh, people tried to paint Jeremy Corbyn as anti-Semite, and it worked. I mean, it it, it worked in some contexts, I guess. Yeah. Um, and weirdly enough, all of a sudden, in the past couple of weeks, you know who has been targeted as America's biggest anti-Semite? Uh, who would that be, Seth? Uh, weirdly enough, Bernie Sanders is apparently is it, anti-Semitic. Is it, is it Bernie Sanders Jewish? Is he? Yes. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it is, I mean, it's almost blatant that they're doing the exact same tactic they did against Jeremy Corbyn against Bernie Sanders, which, I mean, I don't live in Britain. I don't know how, what the case was for Jeremy Corbyn being anti-Semitic, but I mean, as a as a, a logical, conscious being, I cannot paint a picture where Bernie Sanders is anti-Semitic. But obviously, I know I'm not the person who's the target of these smear campaigns. Well, the reason they're going to use is the exact same they use for Corbyn. It's not that they that they don't like Jewish people. It's that they like the the wrong kinds of Jews. And mm. in Corbyn's case, it was that he uh, supported Palestinians uh, over Israelis, first of all. Yeah. And that he went to a it's like a religious celebration for Jews called like Cedar or something like that. He went to one for a bunch of left-wing uh, Jewish people, mm. and they've and they they're like, oh, those left-wing Jews are self-hating Jews. They hate other Jewish people, so it's bad that he went and, and talked to them. And he, you know, he supported like the IRA and um, I guess Hezbollah stuff like that, like yeah. these, these organizations that are like terrorists or whatever they call them. I say freedom fighters, but it's uh it's fucked up, guys. Yeah, but we're and, and Bernie's the same way. Yeah, they're they're working on this this smear campaign against Bernie, and once again, I read all the tweets, and it's like they take a quote from Bernie that I mean, I don't even know how it could be construed as anti-Semitic, and they're like, "Oh wow, look, Bernie is such a Jew hater and stuff." And I'm like, "What is what is their deal?" Yeah, the the thing with Bernie is they're going to say that he is an anti-Semite because he works anti-Semitic people, and they're saying that. First of all, they're saying Ilhan Omar is anti-Semitic. Yeah. For that one thing she said like a year ago, or it wasn't even about Jewish people. It wasn't it was about Jewish people. It was about rich people. Exactly. And rich, I mean, it was rich Israelis, but but that's, but Israelis are not the end-all be-all of Jewishness. It's just not how it is. Um, and also for a woman named Linda Sarsour, who is a Bernie uh, staffer, essentially. She's an activist. Um, she got kicked off the women's march for, they say, being anti-Semitic. But, like, she, I mean, it's so weird, is that, again, she said a few things that are, that are supportive of Palestinians, and that is is skewed as being anti-Semitic. Yeah. It's like, if, it's like here in America, I guess, to, to really torture the metaphor, if you had, if you had said back during Jim Crow or whatever that, uh, the way we treat black people is terrible. They would have called you anti-white, I guess. Yeah, it's like that's not what you're saying. 
Even though you should have. That's not what you're saying. You're saying that the treatment of this other group is terrible and we shouldn't do it. Yeah, that's true. And uh, speaking of um, a, a group of people that's getting treated terribly, I saw a truly galaxy brain tweet today I want to share with you guys. Okay. Um, there, you know, there's there's this whole okay boomer movement going on where people are just you know putting boomers in their place. Um, right. Yeah. For being fucking arrogant and shit. And so I saw one today. This this lady. I mean, I I just I I want to get inside her brain so I can see her her train of logic here. She was like, all of you people who are talking about boomer. Oh no, she was like, here's a thought. Anytime you talk about boomers, replace the word boomers with Jews and see if it still sounds okay. <laughs> And I just want to unpack this for a second. Well, first of all, Seth, let me just go ahead and tell you that was a that was a joke tweet. Was it really? Uh, yeah, Ann Chongus is not a real person. Real uh, Ann Chongus. That's a good name, though. She, she changed her name to Eleanor Robertson when he pointed it out, but that's 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 a joke tweet. But it was retweeted in sincerity by quite a few who did not realize that it was a joke and agreed with it. So okay. it, it, it achieved its goal. Okay. So. For sure, a joke tweet. But the people retweeting it and supporting it unironically, I just have to wonder. I mean, what? What? Uh, how? What's the comparison? Well, okay, I'll give you an example of a person who's totally serious. There's okay. this lady on Twitter who said that uh, Bernie Bros are responding to her tweets with "OK Boomer" in place of the real word they want to say, which is the N word because she's black. Wow. And she is being totally serious. I know because I've argued with her and she blocked me on Twitter before. Oh, wow. Man. Before? She's unblocked you since? No, she is not. I, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe you mended fences. I don't know. No, if it's linked in Discord, I can still see it. But uh, I was like, so she's being totally serious that Boomer is a stand-in for the N-word. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, which is funny because, I mean, not that I'm not that I'm saying that, you know, like, black boomers aren't also guilty of it but most of the time when people are getting okay boomer they're like old white people right that's exactly. like the biggest group of people getting okay boomered so what am i standing in the word for there i don't know like yeah people have people i mean it's it's just the whole i can't remember what the term what the term for this kind of like um argument fallacy is but it's like the term it's like where Maybe it's a straw man argument where you're just like, oh, the the one that I'm not going to focus on something that actually matters. Here's some. I'm just going to throw out a wild accusation, and then that's mm-hmm. what people are going to focus on. Oh yeah, and that's kind yeah. of what a lot of these like now that the now that people have actually shifted against the boomers and are talking about how boomers are so arrogant and how they're actually the ones who get the most butt hurt. They're trying to kind of shift the blame onto other stuff by calling basically just calling everyone racist. Against As they boomers. always do. Yeah. As they always fucking do. <laughs> well, speaking of boomers. Interesting point here about the UK election. This is from Owen Jones, who was a Labour activist during the election. He said that in Labour's 1997 landslide, the party had a 22-point lead among those aged 18 to 24, 21-point lead among 25 to 34s, and a 5-point lead among 65+. plus. In their 2019 route, the party had a 38-point lead amongst 18 to 24s, 32-point lead amongst 25 34s, and a 44-point deficit among 65-plus. Wow. So, 60, they, they had a 44-point deficit, y'all. Like, I think generations are kind of bullshit, but what the fuck is up with old people? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's getting real bad out there where... 
I mean, it's the whole... I mean, it's just like these old people just get fucking... They get so set in these ways, they get conservative as shit, and they just, they won't even, it's just, they don't listen anymore. It's like, you really can't tell them anything. It's like, you honestly just have to hope that you can speak to somebody younger, and like, try to get generations right before them to get on your side, because it's like, it's becoming impossible. Any thoughts, Marcus, as a person who deals with boomers? Um, fuck, I mean, shit, I don't know, because... I just, I saw my grandmother today and she said she didn't want to do anything because it's cold and wet outside. So <laughs> I picked the better okay. day for the vote. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I get from this. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. I mean, yeah, it's like our grandpa hasn't voted in, since he's, he's a felon, so he can't vote. But anyways, yeah. Uh, it's and it's like it's like the thing is is that the voting is rigged against young people because we have to actually work and go to jobs and do shit and not everyone can get time off to go to, to go to vote, but old people they got all the time in the fucking world to go out and vote. Yeah. yeah. And and so they have more they have more access essentially. I mean, we should probably just like take days off for to for, for voting just for ourselves. Well, right? yeah, that's our. That's the proposal. You know, we we talk about a lot is the the election day should be a national holiday, mm-hmm. and you should also be able to vote the whole entire week. Yes, like just make if if, if for some reason you just really can't get, take off the national holiday, then you'll get another day during that week. Everyone, everyone in every industry should get one day to just to fucking vote and to take part in our goddamn stupid electoral system that we uphold agreed because yes. i mean what agreed. was it in 2016 like 40 percent of people voted was it less more i can't even it remember it was less than 50 yeah less than 50 like 47 yeah yeah i mean and i i can only imagine that i mean of course some of it is due to some people who just are indifferent which is fine but some of it is honestly due to people who couldn't get out of it like honestly if i mean i was in college during that, during that election so i had a lot of free time but i, I mean if an election happened this year, and maybe I didn't have a very lenient schedule, I probably wouldn't be able to get off to vote. What about you, Marcus? Yeah, no, same. Fucking work. See, they, 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 they tie you up with a job, you can't go vote, and you, then you don't, your voice doesn't get heard. It's insane. It's not how it should work. Yeah, it's almost like they designed it that way. And same thing with these uh, voter ID laws and stuff that are keeping people from being able to vote, which is because you know people who have people who are more likely to have a, a driver's license and a passport are going to be you know probably middle class and up white people um in yeah the, in like urban and rural areas so like you keep you keep using these restrictions you keep putting people in jobs where they can't get off and vote you're just going to get people you want voting and it looks like they're a representation of the country and so the the UK is now facing a problem where the where Scotland is talking about independence again, they want to break out of the UK and stay in the EU, and Ireland also favors reunification and leaving the UK. So that could get interesting. Yeah, things are uh yeah get heating up in Europe. Uh, I don't really keep up. I didn't really try to keep up with European politics at all until this past week when I heard about this landslide. But yeah, the people uh there's a lot of people there who aren't very happy. So yeah, we'll see what a lot of folks will be hurting because they want to they want to start cutting their socialized medicine, and you know who they want to give it to? Who? 
us, the U.S. and our companies. They want to give us <laughs> nationalized medicine. No, they want to. They want us to buy it and, t- and run it for them instead. Oh, okay. Whoa. Well, that sounds terrible. That's a that's a terrible idea. Now, if we have any listeners in the UK, I know we have plenty in the Philippines, but if we have any in the UK, do not let America take over your healthcare system. Right? Because it sucks. <laughs> You need to get out in the streets and fucking burn shit down yeah. when they propose this. Yeah. Because the first time your ass shows up to the doctor and there's a cash register, it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have so, insurance, yeah. goddamn. Yeah. If you don't have insurance, you might as well just die. Like, it is probably easier. Honestly. <laughs> probably less painful. Mm-hmm. So. Marcus, where, did you see some insane premiums on your plans you were looking oh, at yeah. recently? Oh, my God. Okay, so... The place I work at, they offer health insurance. Woohoo. So there are like four that are reasonably priced. So like $75 a month, you know, 10% of your monthly check, <clears throat> whatever. But if the further you go down, the more insane it is, which lets me know that like the higher ups are obviously getting paid way more than I am. Like, that's obvious, but these prices were, to a degree, it's like, holy shit, like, you can pay my rent for two months for this fucking shit. Yeah, right just here. for this fucking healthcare plan. Yeah, and it was like 800 a month, fucking 1200 a month. I'm like, how much are you fuckers getting paid off some fucking bread? Yeah, man. Hey, they're, they're making bread off bread. Uh, uh, I mean, oh, it hurts. <laughs> they're, before it's cooked, they're just making dough. But then they're making the bread. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Also, real quick, I wanted to make a dumb joke earlier. You said that today we're going to start off with some morning, and I was like, to me, every day starts off with some morning. Um, I'm going to insert a rim shot yeah, right here. I have to. Uh, uh, I have to. I just, I don't, once I have these in my head, I have to say them. You guys know. So. So I wanted to talk about Marcus. You're talking about crazy uh, deductibles, or sorry, premiums and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this tweet that I saw today from a, a woman on Twitter named uh, I Counterspin, um, talking about her husband is sick, and so of course makes her plans more expensive, right? Yeah. And her the premium on the plan she's looking at is fifteen hundred fucking dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yes. That's no. And the best part about this is that this plan only has three out of five stars. <laughs> so you're paying $1,500 and it's not even really that good. And the deductible is $13,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, fucking guys. Is. I'm a fucking dumb millennial. What is a deductible? Marcus, do you know? Deductibles are... It's what you have to pay before like your insurance kicks in. Yep. I always thought that it worked where the insurance pays and then whatever, and then there's a certain amount they pay and then you pay the rest. But there's no, okay, so you pay a certain amount and then they pay the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Which, until you have paid $13,000 that year, your insurance doesn't cover shit. Yeah. Wow. And you're paying $1,500 a month already. Yeah, which is more than a lot of people, even in a two-person household, can afford in a month. It's definitely more than my pay, and I'm a single person. Yeah. Mm, it's and insane. That's an $18,000 a year premium. Did you hear that in Europe? You do not want this shit. You do. Get out. Kill your kill the rich. Kill yeah. your leaders. Kill your mm. masters. Kill your landlords. 
<laughs> you do not want this, yeah, y'all. you don't want any of this and, shit. And she needs it because if she doesn't have health care, her husband will literally die. Yeah. So this is, the, this is the state of America where you have to pay out of the ass to keep people alive because we are fucking barbaric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... And, yeah, I just wanted to... So that, that sucks. And, um... It kind of leads into something else that um, we we looked at this week. Is a uh, it's it's a headline from NPR, mm. and the thing about it is, it's just a regular, completely factual sentence that I guess they are trying to argue is it true. I don't understand mm. what this piece is about, but the sentence is: a new UN report argues that many of the street protests popping up around the globe are driven by a growing sense that societies are rigged to favor the powerful and trap the masses in low-wage, dead-end lives. And to me, that is just a straight-up fact. Like yeah. I don't even <laughs> UN, you're wasting your time studying this shit. I could have told you that a month ago, a year ago. Um, and yeah. stuff like what's happening to this lady with the, the insurance is a fucking incredible example of that is that we they want us to struggle. They want us to be at the bottom because because to them, somebody has to be at the bottom. There's 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 a ladder and we have to be down there so that they can be on top. And yeah, this is just a, I mean, I don't even know why they wasted their time studying this shit. Yeah, it's a it's a no fucking brainer. It's like, think about it with your fucking brain for a second. Doesn't require any thought to realize this is how it, how it is. But the point the article is trying to make is it's not about it's not about income. Income doesn't matter. It's like differences in technology and access to resources and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, it's about income. It's about mm-hmm. how much money someone has access to. It's about resources. But how the fuck do you get resources? Yeah, you it's buy like, them with money. It's one of those things where. I feel like N- NPR is it's interesting to me because I do I do enjoy the idea that it's you know it's like funded by people like don- donations um, it has other sponsors as well but a lot of it is funded by people which is cool but because they are still beholden to someone they I don't know they the NPR just tries to hit it I, I would say they try to hit it straight down the middle and just the tiniest bit to the liberal side so they can make like you know these jokes and stuff um but it's like it's becoming really infuriating how a place like npr has an incredible amount of um like what do you it's very very lucrative in the way that it could make a it could send a powerful message and it could actually be something bigger than it is but it just decides to play it as safe as possible well you know the old joke about what npr stands for right Oh, was it nice, polite Republicans or something? Yes. Yeah. But um. here's a little passage from that article that sheds some light on it. It says here, quote, It may and sometimes does have to do with income, Steiner adds, but it may have also to do with the fact that I know today that my child born into my family, into my neighborhood, already starts life at a significant disadvantage. Why is that, you think? <clears throat> what could the reason possibly be? Real quick, did mathematician Scott Steiner write this report? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yes. to, to your point, obviously, you know, capitalism and the, you know, just the inability of the many to have 
you know the means of production and have the resources and to have actual voting power to decide what happens to those resources is kind of why people are in so many shitty scenarios it says technology and the internet has made people far more aware of what they might be missing out on. Universal public education systems, particularly in middle-income countries, have raised student expectations about the responsibilities of their political leaders. While subsistence farmers concerned about their crops, for example, might not have time to pay attention to national politics, highly educated, unemployed, 20-somethings with mobile internet access do. Again, no shit. Mm. Yeah. Damn, I should have studied this. Easy money, man. <laughs> Marcus is making bank just writing the dumbest fucking opinion yeah. pieces for NPR. I just. mean, hey. If they didn't Marcus, know this already, hell yeah. Marcus sitting there writing, if you have less money, life worse? Yeah. No, he doesn't even use like prepositions and stuff. He <laughs> writes nouns and verbs. <laughs> Less money equals sign bad? Question mark? <laughs> Pay, Marcus? Um, that's, that's what this that's what this whole thing is, though. That's what true. this is with more words. I mean, I honestly, like, I do 100% believe that if I didn't have a soul at all, I could write for fucking NPR or one of the, I, don't, I can't even think of, like, all the fucking stupid, like, like the I Guardian, said, like, like the Guardian, the like all these like slightly liberal, just like the the thing where there's just like slightly liberal down the middle bullshit. I promise you, I could write that shit if I really needed to, but I just don't have that in me. Good, it's, I just good. couldn't do it. <laughs> it would be so easy. Yeah, I'm sure you could for sure. You could probably pump out probably 10, 15 articles a day if you needed to. I could be getting fucking paid. Yeah. But hey, real quick, I want to hear about Marcus almost dying. Yeah, I heard about know. this. <laughs> So I I had a long drive ahead of me. I was heading to a party, three hour drive, and um, no, I had just woken up. You know, I eat breakfast, all that good shit, and I don't know, like thirty minutes into my drive, I started hallucinating, and and real bad too. Like I thought I saw a deer, like walk across the highway. I was like, oh shit, okay, that's scary. Saw some trees like turn to faces and shit. Well, okay, come it was on. it was fucking terrifying. But I think I this happened because exhaust from my car is leaking into the cab. Because when I opened a window, all of these things magically disappeared. They all just flew out the window in a puff of smoke. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, what is happening? And uh. And this happened on your way back from work or to work? No, this this was headed to the party. To a party? Okay, so, yes. you know, that's kind of good then. You're already you're like mean, pre-gaming in your car. <laughs> pre-gaming is nice if I don't <laughs> fucking crash and die. Yeah, you know? I agree. Uh, um, but all right, so Marcus is, is, is it, driving around just hallucinating his car just yeah, out of his fucking gourd. But is this problem persisting? Um... No, it only happens for, like, long drives, like if I'm in a car for more than 30 minutes. So, yeah, I gotta I gotta get that fixed. Yeah. Thanks, capitalism. Woo! Don't get me fucking killed in another hospital debt. Yeah. So, yeah, Marcus is hallucinating in his car. If you're on the roads, watch yeah. out. <laughs> yes. in, in North Georgia, Marcus is... He, boy, he's riding high. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Mr. Okay. Plow truck. Yeah. <laughs> Riding high. Wow. <laughs> and, and you say that I do some nope. horrendous jokes. <laughs> you know what? To be you know what? to be fair, that one came, that one came to me without even realizing that it was that what it was. You know Sorry. what? That that's as crazy. That is as mm. crazy as mm. not finishing uh, your sentence. Um. So yeah, what's next? Y'all have anything to talk what about? Do we got? I'm, I'm opening it up to y'all. What's the uh, what's what's going on for y'all? Oh man, so much. So uh, I went and saw the new Jumanji. Okay. Ooh. Yep. H- how was it? It was, you know, hey, it's an action movie with some comedy. I'm like, I mean, it's not some masterpiece, but Danny DeVito's in it, <gasps> and it's funny. And the action scenes are pretty well directed, I'd say. And yeah, it's a good time. It's like, you know, it's not going to make you think if you just want to sit and watch a movie. Jumanji, the next level. And then they've the fucking, they set up for the, the trilogy because, of course, they have to make this into a stupid trilogy. Oh, God. So there is going to be a th- the, the setup they did was actually pretty cool. But yeah, mm. but Danny DeVito is in it. I mean, Danny DeVito and Danny Glover together. <gasps> wow. So, Marcus, have you not even seen a trailer for this movie? I seen trailers. I didn't see either of them in it. Like, They're very, very prominent in the trailer. They're probably the two first things you see in the trailers. But okay, right. cool. What you don't know is Marcus was watching the trailers in his car while he was driving. <laughs> Marcus was watching the trailer for the original Jumanji. <laughs> he was like, "Wow, they get Robin Williams in this one. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow, this is good hologram." Um, but my oh, question to you, Seth, is yes, can you add Jumanji? to your capitalism is bad list i don't think that you can i think uh, for anyone out there who's wondering he's talking about on um letterboxd i have started a capitalism is bad list all the movies that i think that go to prove that capitalism is bad technically i could argue that every movie proves that capitalism is bad (laughs) but i'm going to try to focus on ones that strictly kind of go into economics and uh or just struggle because I don't know. You watch some. You just watch so many movies where some like some characters are struggling, and it's like, oh, they don't have any money. And then you watch some movies where the characters like have completely superfluous struggles to your life, and it's because they have money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this, this is why. This is what makes a movie, you know, more relatable. And I mean, I'm not saying that all movies about you know pe- people who have money are like completely unrelatable because sometimes they're about very human things. But it does. It's like when you when you watch something, it's like it makes more sense when you see people struggling because most people you're gonna meet in your every fucking day life have the same fucking setup. Amen to that. So yeah, there's a lot of movies that uh, prove capitalism is bad. The best of them so far being uh, Parasite. Um. Yeah. And RoboCop. And Robocop. I mean, yeah, Robocop is a fucking all-time winner of the capitalism is bad. Paul, Paul Verhoeven has a, a way with that one. Was it last yep. week we we taught Marcus who Verhoeven was? Yes. yes. Yeah, it was last yes, week. Yes, it was. Man. <laughs> now, he, now you went and watched all of his movies. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Wh- which one was your favorite? Robocop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was your fifth favorite? He's fucking slick. <laughs> what was your fifth favorite, Marcus? My fifth favorite was and don't name an anime titty fuck <laughs> no not this again okay, okay, wait you, wait sorry smith's here we can't like do that. this smith's here we can't do this fine, um, fine. sorry um no, no fun times um <laughs> this is this is a strictly anti-anime podcast 
Well, you know, we can't really say that with Marcus on. Um, but to get oh, into there this, is there ahead. is one anime Uh-oh. that I need to watch. There is now. one anime. Marcus, are you aware of this? I mean, I've told him a lot to watch, so yeah. I get him to People watch keep telling me there's anime I should watch because it's explicitly mar- Marxist. I almost said Marxist. Marcus. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay, are we on to something? Marcus's his podcasting appearance spawns a new philosophical and economic uh, philosophy. Yeah, we have Marx Marxism Marxism. Oh yes. Yeah. No, it's called um, one is called Marxism, one is called Marxism. <laughs> but there's a show apparently called Little Witch Academia that I need to watch because wow. it is explicitly anti-capitalist. I, I lived with a guy who watched that. I mean, obviously I did. I live with fucking and ten guys who watch that. <laughs> I've heard, I've read some descriptions of what happened in some of the episodes, and I gotta say, if they're not lying to me, this sounds pretty Marxist in its conception. I've only seen like two episodes. That is the most surprising thing I've heard all year, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, but like, as I would suggest watching it. Yeah. I fell out of my fucking chair. Yeah, you fell out of your chair. All right. Yeah, Harry mm-hmm. Marcus hasn't watched every episode of an anime uh, we talked about. Yeah, Sorry, man, true. I'm slacking. Yeah. He's going to open it up on another monitor right back. now. <laughs> um, yeah, but... The, Getting ready, Marcus? Yeah, there is Sorry. a um, there is a topic that can kind of get us back on track of um, our, our um, MO here. And so, I don't know anything about this guy, but apparently he's, he's a, a Twitter user of note named uh, Justin for Congress. Oh yes, <laughs> you know about this guy. Okay, so he has become he has become uh, quite the talk of the town uh, in the past day or so because he uh, he said that he wishes that Barack Obama would get cancer, and people were like, <laughs> people were like, that's fucked up. That was our president, man. He's Barack Obama, so cool. Why would you say that? And he um he explains. That he lost, he lost one of his parents to brain cancer after twelve years of fighting, and he got to see just how terrible our healthcare system is. And he's and since Obama didn't really do anything to fix the healthcare system and caved on literally everything that was going to bring some semblance of Medicare to our country, um, he said that Barack Obama deserves that or even worse. And people are understandably <laughs> upset with him. Now, quick thoughts, everybody, round, round table. How do we feel about someone saying Obama should get cancer? Because I am for it. I'm here. I mean, I think it's hilarious. I'll say we that. Stand. I I'll stand. say it's funny. Um, Marcus, what are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, we need to get Marcus's um, perspective. Ugh, well, shit. <laughs> Surprisingly dark shit coming. Um, my grandpa died from cancer as well. Oh, so... Yeah, my grandpa had two kinds of cancer and shit. Damn. Oh, it was it was it was pretty fucking rough, man. Yeah. And I'm sure the healthcare and system didn't uh didn't do much good for you. Yeah, it, it really didn't. So, fuck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like if Barack Obama had some kind of cancer, he would fucking work some shit. And make things easier. I mean, I guess he tried, but I guess it was like a half-ass try. But that is the one thing I'll say is the, the sweetest, the sweetest victory we've ever gotten over capitalism, in my opinion. Maybe in the time that I've been alive, is that Steve Jobs, one of the richest men in the world, got the only cancer that you can't cure. 
He yeah. got pancreatic cancer, and it was it was. I mean, I mean, people can call me out for this, but it was actually kind of funny to watch a man who had all the money a person would ever need, and he couldn't even stop cancer because it was the one kind that he couldn't stop. Yeah, his his solution was don't go to the doctor, and I want to drink juice, special juice to fix yes. it. And but hey, he's actually smart for that because he didn't pay for any health care, which it, not that he couldn't afford it, but he would have had the same result drinking the juice or going to the doctor. So that's true. You know, mm-hmm. he just kind of short, shortened his uh, his road there. Um, but yeah, I, I was talking about that at work the other day. I didn't go into my details about how I thought it was like funny, but people were like, "Yeah, it is crazy that." A man who had everything got the one thing that you you can't get rid of, and it's like, and it's the weird thing because it's like that's one of the only that's like a lottery we play with these rich assholes is like the one the only thing that can happen to them is pancreatic cancer. That's like the only thing out of all the things they can get, except for maybe like multiple aneurysms that they just can't get past. And it's I think crazy. there's like for some of them it's like an arrogance type thing, like like. I'm special, I'm rich, right? And this disease is not going to kill me because um, I'm smarter than everybody else and I earn my money. So I'm going to drink juice or do like, you Put know, young blood in me. medicine. Okay. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vampire myself some teenager blood and I'm going to get better. And they get fucking owned. And it's like one of the few pleasures we have is these fuckers still die. Yeah, and we got to cherish that while we have it because once they figure out singularity bullshit... Well, guess who's getting their minds uploaded first and last? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, Justin for Texas, also said that uh, uh, Pete uh, Butchug should be hung. So that was pretty cool as well. Why, he thinks Butchug's got a big dick? <laughs> 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 like, like, yes, FBI, who are listening right now, that is exactly but, what he and hey, us hey, mean. Play with me for a second. <laughs> what if he, in a tweet, said... Butchug should be hung. He was saying, by looking at this guy, I think he should be hung. Like, I think he's got a big dick. Like, what if that what if yeah. that was his intention? Is that how we can get away with saying terrible shit on people? We can just mask it as horniness? That's, mm, mm. that's a good point. Interesting strategy. Yeah. Be- Interesting. Because, I mean, in all honesty, and this is me being as sincere as possible, as soon as the Butchug dance came out, I think he should have been um, stoned and yes. shot several <laughs> times because at, at the least he should have run out of town on a rail, taut, tarred and feathered. Something. I'm not for saying this. it was his idea, but I'm saying he had to have approved it. Yeah, and he's definitely not stopping it either. That I mean, I've never seen. I mean, that had maybe the cringiest thing of the decade. I mean, I know that's we're just I'm saying because it's the most recent thing, but goddamn, if that's mm-hmm. not just cringy watching all these. God, what? How do you how do you define the demographic that's voting for Butchug? What? How do you define that slice of humanity? White, well, sh- middle of to upper class. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, you could also that's also like Warren voters are in that too. What I would say what's specific uh, about Butchug? Dead eye. Okay, yes. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Just gl- sh- jaws the shark eyes on these motherfuckers. Yes. No soul, no belief in any in any higher power. Just young yeah. man. Hey, oh, here's what he is. Here's what he is. He's the grandson boomers wish they had. Yes, mm. I feel like the people who are voting for him are the kind of people who just that all their their tweets are like, "Oh, you just got to hustle harder." And but they're working like three jobs and they're an Uber driver because they're trying to make it yeah. like 
fucking Washington DC or something. And it's like I feel like that's who's voting for him. Oh, I got a story for you guys. Uh, Pete Buttchug. Oh boy. So I might get fired from my job over this. Uh Oh. Um so I work at a university, as everyone knows, and I was a graduation happened across the country, so you can't fucking trace me. Um I was at graduation and I was sitting uh, behind some professors, and they were just complaining the entire time about shit. And then one of them—I mean, I'm literally the chairs are so close that my face is like six inches from the back of their neck. So I can't—I can't help but hear everything they're saying. And one of them says, "Oh yeah, my daughter was in South Bend doing a uh, internship for Pete. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say his actual his real name for Mayo, Mayo Pete, and she now is going to work for him in Washington D.C. on his campaign." And I. Was not even thinking. I just sat there and was like, <laughs> and the guy looked at me was like, what's so funny? And I didn't say anything to him. But y'all, this man knew my soul. He said, you like Bernie Sanders, don't you? Damn. And I, he was like, wait a minute. He was like, wait a minute. Are you one of the Illinials? <laughs> are you Smith? <laughs> And then I looked at him in the eyes and I was just like, I y'all, y'all, I don't know why. I couldn't help myself. I was like, actually, I'm a communist. And he like made this noise of like pure derision, just like, and then turned around and looked away from me. And I guess I pissed this dude off, but I was, I, I was like, this dude had my ass pegged immediately. He knew wow. who I was. He knew what hey, I man, wanted. Probably not a great guy, but he got you. He got you pretty he did. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm just surprised he was that accurate. I mean, this is the second time you've gotten pretty good at work. Didn't one person, like, assumed you would know some word one time? I would know how to spell Thundar the Barbarian, yes. And were they right? I absolutely Damn. did, yeah. I mean, Thundar like doesn't book. seem that, that hard to spell. Okay, go ahead and spell it, Marcus. T-H-U-N-D-A-R. Bitch, wrong. It's D-A-R-R. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Well. <laughs> the Yu-Gi-Oh meme. I've turned the card around yeah. and you've been annihilated. <laughs> hey, Marcus, you should feel really ashamed right now. Uh, yeah, I am. God damn. I'll just uh, go on to the Shadow fucking, Realm. Sorry. <laughs> insert some victory music right here underneath this. <laughs> Smith finally owns somebody. The fact that he can call Thundar. Shit. About time. Yeah. We're on 45 years and counting. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So but I have a I have a graduation story as well. I was oh, at a, I was also at a graduation this um, past week or past weekend, and um, once again it was like National Graduation Weekend, and there was this speaker. You know they always have like a speaker at the graduation who's just some fucking random piece of shit person, um, right? And this lady, she like works at like basically she works at like a venture capitalist fund. Um, but you know, she she made it sound like she was fucking curing cancer and walking on water, um, obviously. But in her speech, she was like, um, she says she said like, oh yeah, P- um, Elon Musk once said that nobody's ever um saved the world on forty hours a week or something like that. And she was like, people criticize Elon for saying this because they thought that he was you know um, calling people lazy and you know because he's you know, anti-labor or whatever. And I was like, oh shit, this lady might be kind of cool. She's like, but what I think he was saying, and then I just fucking stopped listening. And I Because <laughs> then she just went on a bunch of bullshit about how, you know, we should just invest more money and how she, I think she was like sponsored by LinkedIn. She said LinkedIn like eight times in like five minutes. So I think she was wow. like, she had some kind of 
shill for LinkedIn. And oh my god, I was I was like, I hope no one in this crowd is eating this shit up because oh fuck fuck it was so fucking annoying. Yeah. You gotta hate those motherfuckers that like Elon Musk. Like, like I told you, I told you last week, he shit. found his he found his fucking audience. As much as I hate the guy, he knows how to exploit these fucking stupid nerds. And yeah. he's like the king of those I fucking love that's science. That's exactly people. what I said last week. That's the people he has conquered, and it's they will just worship at his feet. And it's ridiculous. He's a fucking. He's a obviously an idiot. He has pro- proven that beyond the shadow of a doubt. Because remember, somebody mm-hmm. can be very smart, but also be an idiot. That's entirely possible. True. There's plenty of smart people mm-hmm. who are dumb as shit, and he's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure the entire, like, Big Bang Theory uh, segment loves Elon Musk, unironically. You see, I think he's see great. Big Bang Theory is interesting to me, because it has, I think it has mm-hmm. two parts to its fan base. One is the I fucking love science people who are some of the absolute worst people to ever meet in your life. Honestly, they are mm-hmm. unbearable to talk to. But they are, Big Bang Theory also has the audience of, like, the Chuck Lorre heads, which are these old people who, mm. who like, I believe, I, I believe in 100% honesty, they think that the show is, like, accurate to life. And they find it to be funny. Because they, they think it's some kind of real representation of how human people actually interact with each other. And it's it's so interesting because I've met people I've met people who are a little bit older who are like oh yeah I like Big Bang Theory they're all so funny and you know they're all nerdy like my grandson and I'm like your grandson would hate to hear you say that <laughs> he would actually probably kill you. Um, oh man, I forgot. That's another time I got owned at work. Oh, no. Was when one of my former bosses was buying over Christmas presents. She was like Smith, I found this and I think I, you would really like it. It really describes you. And it was a fucking, like, one of those, like, metal plates you hang in your home. Like, it was thin, yeah. like, 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 tin sign. And it had Sheldon from fucking Big Bang Dude, Theory on it. You got bazinga it, it said, I'm not crazy. My mother had me tested. She bazinga the hell and out I was of you, like, my man. I was Damn. like, fuck. Yeah. It's still in a drawer at work. I'm trying to find a time to throw it away. <sighs> It's been years. I would just throw it away. I would just throw it away in my own trash can. Everyone can see. <laughs> like that. Oh my god. That is. That should be considered a war crime. Oh. It really should, dude. Um, although I guess, I guess I'm, if it's treated I'm, like a war crime, you'd, she'd be celebrated for it in America. So. Yeah, that's true. Um. Also, so on a different topic. Uh. So y'all know how you've, of course, heard of the Bernie Bro narrative, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I still don't entirely understand it, but yes. Marcus, you heard of the Bernie Bros, right? I have heard of the Bernie Bros. Yes. This idea that Bernie Sanders' supporters are largely white and male. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. o- only want socialism for selfish reasons for some somehow, however that works. Right. <laughs> well, it just came out today that Bernie Sanders has the lowest support among the top four contenders amongst white people. Wow. He also has the lowest support amongst men. Wow. He has the highest support amongst people of color. Of course. Right. 29% to Joe Biden's 26%. The fact that Joe Biden has Joe 26 Biden is... Thank you. you! You took the Fucking jarring to hear. And Bernie Sanders also has the most support amongst women of any candidate. Wow. He's so, Elizabeth Warren. 
<laughs> Whenever <laughs> someone tells you that this Bernie Bro narrative, it's like, listen, polls are bullshit unless they confirm my beliefs. And in this case, it does. So yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely insane that people will keep trying to peddle this goddamn narrative that Bernie Sanders is racist or sexist or that his supporters are racist or sexist. It's like, that's not how we, that's not Do how Do you think that all. Joe Biden has 26% of support because Corn Pop held a rally for him to, uh, <laughs> to really get the word out there? Jesus, Corn Pop. Oh my God. That whole fucking I think, story is insane. Yeah. It's like an episode of yeah, Happy story. Days that's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden has 26% because he personally promised to wrap a chain around the head of every black person in America yeah. if they didn't vote I mean, for him. Let's not mince words here. The reason he even has 26% is because he was Barack Obama's vice president. Can, yeah, let's just be true. honest here. <clears throat> yeah. Otherwise, why would anyone who is not white care about Joe Biden? Honestly. What does he have to offer? Yeah. Question. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have anything to offer white people either. They just think he does. I mean, while Joe Biden was over here supporting school segregation, Bernie Sanders was getting arrested at civil rights rallies. So, yeah. I mean, really ask yourself here. Oh, who oh, really has hey, the interest? Whoa, it was a different time. Okay, he's not like that anymore. <laughs> Come on, I love that. I love that defense. Yeah. It's like. Oh no, he completely changed the way he feels about something very fundamental about how humans should be treated. Yeah, I'm sure he really turned around on that one, buddy. Um, (sighs) But, okay, so one other thing I wanted to talk about with you guys. Uh, Now, Seth, this is interesting to both to you and me in particular, but Marcus, I think we get a kick out of this Uh as well. So, y'all know that movie, the big movie this year? One of the big movies, The Lion King? Yes. Yeah. Do you hear what happened to the studio that did the FX for it? Shutter. Yeah, they're down. Uh, two weeks before Christmas. Now, Seth, didn't you point out this was the third biggest movie of the of the year? I believe it was third. It might be second. Let me check Box Office Mojo real quick. But yes, it is either the second or third biggest movie of this year. It was a movie that made, you know. An insane amount of money just because um, people had a lot of nostalgia, nostalgia. for it. Um, and let me, I'm actually about to get on this right now. No, wrong way. Um, but yeah, it had a bunch of nostalgia and mostly, okay, it is the second biggest domestic movie of the year. Um, $543 million in domestic ticket sales. And. Yeah, so they made this um, incredibly profitable pro- uh, product, whether whether it's because the movie is actually good or because people nostalgia, it's because of nostalgia. Um, but yeah, and I mean, where, where did all that money go? If you can't even keep the studio alive that did this insane amount of animation for this insanely fucking ridiculous looking movie... I mean, where where is where is the five hundred forty three million domestic going? Back into executive Disney pockets. Fun fact: mm-hmm. I, this is really strange to me. I'm looking at Box Office Mojo. Apparently, Lion King had when it was in theaters had more screens than Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Endgame Endgame what? still made way more money. It still made like three hundred million more dollars, but it had four. Endgame had 4,600 theaters, and Lion King had 4,800 theaters in America. Wow. So, yes. 
and maybe they knew Endgame would would play for longer and do better numbers no matter what though. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, looking at the list, what people said is true. The one, two, three, four, five, six of the top ten movies this year are all Disney. Um, <sighs> and the top, literally the top five, or no, the top four are all Disney movies. Number five, though, is Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is a joint from Sony and Disney. So, but Sony gets some production <laughs> credits. Um, so really, they have seven movies in the top ten. So. Um, so the MPC, the moving picture company in Vancouver, um, used to employ 100 people. It was smaller than that when it got shut down because just the way FX companies work. But here are some movies that it worked on. The Lion King, The Jungle Book, Justice League, Blade Runner 2049, X-Men, Prometheus, Dumbo, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, shit. And also, they played a significant role in the much-talked-about redesign of the main character in Paramount's upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow, they even did that yes. shit? Yeah. Nut. Oh my, oh god. my god. And they even stepped in to help out with FX on Cats. Oh. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so ready to see that movie. <laughs> Fuck, it gets crazier, y'all. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, they did FX for that. Mm-hmm. And De- Detective, uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. How many? Oh, fu- how much fucking time do they have? Oh, that's like lot. five movies just this year. Okay, listen to this. Here's a, a statement from an ex-employee. Uh, uh, quote, We've all put in extreme hours wrapping two infamous projects in the last couple of months. We've done multiple weeks without a day off, regular regular 17 plus hour shifts to the point that most of us are seriously sleep deprived and are suffering still. We've worked really fucking hard to get this work out the door for NPC, and I'm genuinely ashamed that they are happier prioritizing their profit margins and tax incentives over the insane talent and commitment of hundreds of dedicated VFX artists in Vancouver. I honestly feel insulted like I've given NPC my all, and in return they gave me the finger. Good luck to all other insanely talented artists NPC currently employs on our locations, because the second... Another, because the second another location becomes more attractive, you could be next on the chopping block. Wow. And mm. it's like, another thing, we, we've talked about this with video games before, is like, I love movies. I mean, movies are like one of my favorite pieces of media, probably my favorite kind of media and entertainment. But I can fucking wait, okay? Mm. It's not that important to me that you fucking put in a 17-hour day for eight months to make the fucking Lion King. It's not, it, it, I will live, I promise. And it's so, it's just, I'd rather people be treated like humans than you, we see a movie a year early. Yeah, but the sad part is, uh, because of capitalism and people who are fucking spoiled and want their shit now. Tell them, Marcus. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Preach. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Go off, King. Yes. <laughs> we stand a king in this house. <laughs> Listen to this, though. Very rarely are people doing less than 10 hours in a day. If you wanted to leave after your eight hours, you had to add per- ask permission to go home. Didn't want to work OT at the weekend? You have to give a satisfactory reason as why you couldn't do it, or they label it an unauthorized absence. Wow. How about you give a satisfactory reason as why you're not licking my ass, manager? <laughs> like, what right. the I mean, yeah, fuck? suck my fucking dick, yeah, right? that's so fucking... That oh my! I saw this is another fucked up capitalism thing. I saw the other day. I saw I'm not sure where this place is. I saw this picture on Reddit, but people somebody works at a company where they were like 
Uh, they posted a note on the bathroom that was like, bathroom um, bathroom visits must be a maximum of 10 minutes. And it was like, to ensure that you're not just using your phone, we will, we will do a smell check after five Yum. minutes. And if it does not smell bad, then you will be dismissed. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that's when you know fucking capitalism doesn't work. That's the moment right there. When you can't even when shit. They're so, when they're so devoted to, to squeezing out every last drop of labor from you, they're going to smell through your fucking shit in the bathroom to make sure that you're not taking a minute to text somebody. Yeah. That's just, that's the way it is, y'all. And uh, hey, here's the thing. I, I've been thinking a lot about this after the UK uh, election uh, first of all, if you're if you're hearing people say the UK election predicts the US election, put it out of your mind. No one even knows they had an election here in America unless you tell them. No one knows who Boris Johnson is or Jeremy Corbyn or what the fuck the Tories or Labour parties are. It's not relevant to America. What you got to understand is it doesn't fucking matter what happened over there if you have the time to devote to, I mean, again, we're communists here, so electoralism is somewhat bullshit. But as Lenin would say, there's no reason not to participate in bourgeois democracy if we can win concessions for the workers. So if you have time, you need to volunteer, you need a phone bank for Bernie, show up to events, rallies, give a month of like $5 if you can to this, to this campaign because he's not going to win without us pitching in. And unless we want to condemn ourselves to to what's happening in the UK times ten, we gotta do something about it. So we got we gotta work we gotta work for Bernie. As much as I I, I don't want to endorse electoralism, it's gotta be done. We stand a Bernie King in this house. We yep. do. All night. All night. And uh, so yeah. Yeah. That's that's just the way it is. And yeah, I mean, like like I said, I completely agree with you that, I mean, I have thought that the electoral system is bullshit for a long time, and 2016 only proved it to me. And yeah, but the, the thing is that as of right now, you gotta, you gotta get your fucking hands dirty if you want to get anything done. So yeah, do what you can. Donate. I mean, yeah, like he said, $5, fucking $2. Who cares if you got something, you know, he's making a... A campaign funded only by us, so we might as well help out. Yeah. Any thoughts, sir, Marcus? Uh, just off the of guillotines. Also, you just get, get ready. <laughs> chop chop. Damn, Marcus is coming out with the radicalism. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving ready. it. I'm ready, I'm, man. I'm, yeah, this is. I'm at McDonald's because I'm loving it right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Throughout history. In America, you can look at this especially, no change has ever occurred without the threat of violence. That's just how it happens. Like, Martin Luther King Jr. did not get civil rights done without Malcolm X and the Black Panthers providing a radical solution that was less appealing to the white majority than what MLK offered. There has to be a threat that something will happen because the wealthy and the powerful are not going to give it up without some sort of fight. And whether whether you want to fight politically or fight physically, we got We all got to pitch in. That's just how it is. Yeah, whether you want to fight physically or politically, just remember 
that it's crazy that Netflix made a show called Russian Doll and it's not about Donald Trump. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Damn it. Listen to me. Almost made it. Well, Seth has demonstrated the third kind of fighting, which is spiritual, which is eroding his brother's spirit on air. true. God. Super effective, if you will. Also, a real quick shout out to the UK, to the right and honorable the Lord Pickles, and also the town of Penis Stone. Yes, all the shout outs. Um, but I think that's the podcast, yeah. y'all. We so uh, that's it. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Letterboxd at Knazeras. K Y N A Z E R A S. Uh, I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beach. And uh, I also do the art for this podcast. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. Um, he's been on episodes of this show before, including our movie reviews. Um, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling, and they're both in the South. So if that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck Kevin Durant, Tom Brady, and the movie First Reformed. Now that I think about it. They also put Elon Musk in the latest season of Rick and Morty. Damn. Okay. Elon Tusk. But you know. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> We've stopped trying to solve our problems like Elon Musk. We're just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York. That's the Elon Musk podcast, baby. We're out. out. Peace.